Thank you for joining us today. For more information about the church, campus locations, service times, and more, visit ecoegt.com. Also, stay in touch with us on social media by liking us on Facebook and following us on Instagram, at ecoegt. Now let's repair our hearts as we go into the message. Hello, Glad Tidings. It's so good to see you today. And I want to start our day off by saying Happy Mother's Day to all of our mothers out there. It is such a great day. And I just want you to know how much you are appreciated and how much you are loved. I hope that your family is able to reach out to you. I know we're still in times where we can't get together and possibly celebrate the way that we would like to but know that you are loved. I'm excited that I get to share a message with you today, and this is a a, a message of courage and triumph. And I hope this is a message that that really speaks to your heart. We are going to start off in the book of Exodus. We're going to talk about Moses's mother. So if you would, turn in your Bibles with me to Exodus chapter 2, and we're going to get started in verse 1. I'm going to be reading from the New Living translation this morning. So about this time, a man and a woman from the tribe of Levi got married. The woman became pregnant and gave birth to a son. She saw that he was a special baby and kept him hidden for three months. But when she could no longer hide him, she got a basket made of papyrus reeds and waterproofed it with tar and pitch. And she put the baby in the basket and she laid it among the reeds, among the bank of the river Nile. The baby's sister stood at the distance and watched to see what would happen to him. The mother that we're going to be talking about today, her name was Jochebed. Jochebed was the mother of Moses. Jochebed was the mother of Aaron and Miriam, but she was also the mother of Moses. She was um, a Levi. She was the daughter of Levi, and her husband's name was Amran. And during this time, it wasn't an easy time to be having a baby because Pharaoh had commanded, he had ordered that all of the midwives were to kill all of the male children that were born to the Israelites. So this was a time that was very difficult. It was a stressful time. It was a sad time for a woman who was pregnant. And, uh, Not only was was this a time where the midwives were being told that they needed to kill uh, these children, some of the midwives weren't doing this. And then Pharaoh ordered, as you remember, he ordered that these children be thrown into the Nile River to drown. So for a mother, if you can imagine what that would be like, you're pregnant, you're not knowing back then, they didn't know if they were having a boy or a girl. So the whole time you're wondering, you're worrying, am I going to have a boy? And if so, what was I going to do? This was a situation where this mother had no control over what was going on. She didn't have control. If she had a son, she knew that it was going to be devastating. But there's some things about Jochebed that I want you to think about. I want you to realize. And the first thing I want you to see about Jochebed is she was courageous. Jochebed was such a courageous woman because during this time, there was an order for all of the sons to be killed. 
the daughters could live, but the sons were not allowed to live. And Jochebed hid her son. When she realized that she had a boy, the, the emotion that had to have come with that, but she had the courage to make a decision. She was not going to allow them to uh, kill her son. And she made a decision and, and they hid her son. She hid her son for three months. This had to have taken courage because not only is, is the, the uh, life of your child at stake, but now, I mean, we really don't know, but possibly she was endangering the lives of her whole family if they were found to be hiding this baby boy. And I can only imagine because there came a time when she could no longer hide her son. She could no longer um, keep this a secret, and she knew that. There was a time that came, and I can imagine the courage then to, to decide that she was going to give up her child. This baby that she had given birth to, this baby that she held, that she nursed, that she comforted, this baby that she loved so dearly. You know, have you ever loved something? Have you ever had something that was so precious and then you had to give it up? It reminds me of, of people who've made decisions to give their child up for adoption. It's, it has to be a very difficult place to be. Now, adoption within itself is a wonderful way of showing unconditional love to someone. But this also comes with a very painful price tag. And we're going to see that in this story. Because if you really think about it, Moses was adopted. Moses was given up for adoption. And adoption means that someone has to give up a child. But we might not uh, be giving up a child we might not have, have had to do that. But I'm sure there's experiences within your own life where you've had to sacrifice something, where you've had to give something up that was precious to you. I think back and, and I remember when I had to take Tyler down to college his freshman year. And I remember Gary had gone to Jamaica um, to take care of some business for the children's home. And me, uh, Judah, Karis, and Ryan, we took Tyler down to Southeastern and we dropped him off in Lakeland. This was a very exciting time for Tyler. It was a new chapter in his life. But to be honest, I was a disaster. I was having to let go of someone that was very dear to me. I was experiencing pain. I, I had a hard time. I cried, and I felt terrible dropping him off. And this kind of pain just really pales in comparison to what Jacobed had to be going through because I knew I was going to see him on the weekends. I knew he was going to be coming home. But I was having to let go and allow a new stage of life to take place. And I think of, of mothers who have experienced things that are even uh, more devastating, where they've lost a child, perhaps to an illness or an accident. Um, they've had children that have run away. They've had, had uh, 
circumstances and divorce and they lose a child and that child goes and lives with someone else. And I think of those times when, it, you know, losing something, something very precious to you is heartbreaking. It's a time that, that to be honest, it comes with a certain amount of pain, a loneliness pain that in this sense, a mother was having to go through. Even as simple as a child going off to college, it still came with a pain. It's a hard time. It's a difficult time. And that's what life does. Life comes with times uh, for, of pain, of losses, of giving up something, of letting something go. And it doesn't matter you know, if you know it's coming, you're really never ready to let go. That pain still comes. But the amazing thing, the thing that I want you to realize is life also comes with an opportunity, an opportunity to learn the art of releasing when we don't have any control. It's something that's very difficult. It's something that a lot of people don't learn how to do. But learning how to be able to release and let go. So when we're dealing with extenuating circumstances, when we're dealing with times that we don't have any control over, we can't do anything about it, we have to put our faith in God. I want us to look at the things that Jacobet did. I can't imagine the courage that it took for her first to hide him, but then to make the decision to give him away. Jochebed had amazing courage. The next thing I want you to realize about Jochebed is Jochebed was faithful. She had faith. And if we look at Amram, her husband, and Jochebed, we know that they're godly people. They were uh, a people full of faith. And we see this in Hebrew chapter 11, verse 23. It was by faith that Moses' parents hid him for three months when he was born. They saw that God had given them an unusual child, and they were not afraid to disobey the king's command. By faith... They hid him by faith. So what is faith? What is this faith that they had? Hebrews 11.1 1 in the NIV puts it this way. Now faith is being sure of what we hope for and certain of what we do not see. They had a hope. They didn't see an answer, but they had a hope. What kind of faith did they have? What did they have their faith in? They had faith in God. They had faith that God existed, that he was the one who had made a covenant with Abraham. They had faith that he had set them apart as a people, his people. They had faith that God had made a promise to them through Abraham that they would be a nation, a people with a land, they had faith that one day they would be a people with a land, their own land. They believed. 
that the prophecy of 400 years of bondage was coming to a close. Now, Jochebed gives birth during this very, very difficult time, knowing that her child would be killed if he was discovered. Now, they say that they knew there was something special. They knew there was something special about this child. And the word that's used here in the scripture is tov, and it means good and beautiful. It's the very same word that's used in Genesis 1 to describe how it was. It was good. It was very good. And now this word conveys a possibility, a possibility that Jochebed sensed something was very special about her baby boy. Perhaps God might use him to fulfill the promise. So we started, so she started um, this task of hiding him. And because of, of the death threats that were going on for these baby boys during this time, hiding a baby, can you imagine trying to hide a baby? They cry. They can cry a lot. They're noticed. People notice when you have a baby. Everybody, it's like a free domain. Oh, a baby. And everybody wants to touch. So this would be a very difficult time to be hiding a baby. But they had faith in God, even though they had no deliverance insight. They had no understanding of what was going to be able to happen. So there came a day when she saw that she couldn't hide him any longer. Now, during this very sad time, we notice the next thing about Jochebed. Jochebed was strategic. She was strategic. And it says that she took a papyrus basket and she sealed it. She waterproofed it. And then she took her sweet baby boy and she placed him in that basket. Can you imagine feeling her heart breaking, not wanting to give him away, but she had to have the opportunity. She knew that he needed this opportunity to survive. So she was strategic in the plan. She was strategic in what she did, where she placed him, when she placed him. She placed him in the reeds by the shore of the Nile River, not knowing what was going to happen, but she was hoping deliverance would come. And I imagine that she was convinced. If someone just finds him, if someone picks him up, they won't help but fall in love with him. They're going to see the specialness because he's so special. She had these hopes and she looked into her baby's eyes one last time. In her mind, it may have been the very last time. And she says goodbye and she backs away. 
not knowing, but trusting in her God. I think back to pulling out of that parking lot at Southeastern, the pain paling in comparison to what this experience would have been like for her, having to let go and trust God. She was a woman of faith. She let him go and she trusted her God. But she was also a woman with a plan. She had her strategies and Miriam watched from a distance to see what would happen. She wasn't just turning her back and just totally walking away. She still had a little bit of a plan. And in Exodus chapter two, verse five, it says, soon Pharaoh's daughter came down to the bath to bathe in the river and her attendants walked along the riverbank. When the princess saw the basket among the reeds, she said to her maid to get it for her. And then the princess opened it. She saw the baby. The little boy was crying and she felt sorry for him. This must be one of the Hebrew children, she said. And then the baby's sister approached the princess. Should I go and find one of the Hebrew women to nurse the baby for you, she asked. Yes, do, the princess replied. So the little girl went and called the baby's mother. Take this baby and nurse him for me, the princess told the baby's mother. I will pay you for your help. So the woman took the baby, her baby, home and nursed him. So let's just stop right there for a minute. Let's stop right here and talk about the faithfulness of God, okay? So first of all, this baby is found. That's what we were hoping for. The baby's found. Miriam is able to go and call the mother to come and care for the child. She comes. Wow, I get to take care of him. She is paid to take care of her child. It's even better. Now, you know that's a God thing. Somebody paying you to take care of your own children, you know that's a God thing, right? Now, this wasn't just something that just happened. Things like that don't just happen. It was orchestrated by the Lord. So now I want us to look at the fourth thing about Jochebed. Jochebed was a woman of influence. So here she comes home with her baby, and she now is to take care of this child. God sets the stage for Moses to have godly influence. So during this time that Jochebed is nursing her son, he's not just drinking in the milk that she's giving him, but he's also drinking in the very Hebrew spirit. He's drinking in all of those things. This godly influence, he's soaking it in. And it's believed that she had him for about another three years. So for the next three years, she is, th these are years that are precious to her. 
She is uh, loving on him. She is taking care of him. And we know how impressionable these little babies are. We know how important it is when we're raising these little guys. And so she takes that time. They are so impressionable. And I just can imagine that, that he's learning about the patriarchs. He's learning about Abraham and Isaac and Jacob and Joseph. And she's reminding him of the great things that God has done. She is telling him about the great covenantal promise that God has made to the Hebrews. I can just imagine that he's learning how to be faithful, how to have faith in God. He is seeing, he is soaking this in. He is learning to be fearless. He is learning to have courage. Now, these are days that when every mother and, and what you do as a mother matters, What you do as a mother is setting the stage for who they're going to be. And this is a time frame where she is doing these things and what she does matters. She is loving on him. How she loved him mattered. How she disciplined him. How she taught him how to dream. How she taught him how to have faith in God. But there came a day. And this had to have been an even sadder day. A day when this mother had to let go again. Adoption day. She has to let go and trust God again. She takes him to the princess and she gives him away remembering so he can live. She's doing this. She's sacrificing. Isn't that what mothers do? We sacrifice for our children. We do the things that we know are going to be best, even if it's not going to be easy for us. But I wonder what was going through her mind at that time. I'm thinking she has thoughts of, will he be safe? They know he's a Hebrew. Will he be treated any differently because of this? Will he forget me? Will he forget our family? Will I ever see my baby boy again? The emotion she goes through yet again. Exodus 2.10 says, Later, when the boy was older, his mother brought him back to Pharaoh's daughter who adopted him as her own son. The princess named him Moses, for she explained, I lifted him out of the water. Moses was adopted. Moses now has a new name, has a new life. But there were things that his mother had done that set the stage for the man who he would become. So many things had to be going through her mind. The heartache that she felt had to have been overwhelming. And sometimes when we let things go, it's so that they can reach their full potential. 
If she would have held on to him as a baby boy, he would not have been able to reach the place. He would have been killed, but she let him go. You can choose to let go and to trust God, or you can choose to hold on and it's going to die. She chose. When Moses grew up, he led his people. He led Israel to freedom. She didn't know that that was what was going to happen, but she had faith that God would take care of him. It's believed by some that Amran and Jochebed were still living at this time when they came out of bondage. Because when you look, Amran lived to be 137 years old and Moses was 80 years old when they left Egypt. So it's possible. It's believed that they might have been there. They might have seen it. Can you imagine how proud those parents had to have been? My question for you today is what area of your life do you need to stop holding on to so much and start trusting God for? We all go through things. We all go through hurt, confusion, doubt, and even loss. Life can be cruel. But if we hold on to that bitterness, if we hold on to that pain, it will kill us. You need to let it go. You need to allow God to have his way. You need to have courage to say, you know what? I'm going to live for the Lord. I'm going to let this go. I am not going to hold on to this any longer. I don't know what's going to happen. I don't know where I'm going to go. I don't know what I'm going to do. But I'm not going to hold on to this pain. I'm not going to hold on to this bitterness. I'm not going to hold on to this. I'm going to let it go. It takes courage. It takes doing what the world says. No, 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 hold on to that. You have every right. But it's going to kill you. So you have to have courage to let it go. You have to have faith in God. You have to know that He is your provider, not your circumstances. He, you might not see the deliverance in it, but God has deliverance for you. But you have to have faith in Him. You have to surrender to Him. You have to be strategic. The things that you do in your life need to be setting you up for success. What are you doing? What plan are you working? Because everybody's working a plan. What strategies are you using? Are you looking in the Word of God? Are you using His strategies? And we have to be, moms, we have to be influencers. We influence our kids every day. They are listening to what we say. They are watching what we do. Our neighbors are watching us. And it, we need to do whatever we can to set them up for success, to teach them to trust in God. As we trust in the Lord and allow Him in our circumstances, 
Jochebed did not um, walk home with a skip in her step. She gave her child away, but she had to keep going on. Life was not fair to her. She lost her child. But God took a bad situation and he turned it around. He used it. And that's what God can do for you. It doesn't, I mean, she didn't get her baby back. He didn't come home the next week. That isn't how God worked it out. But she was able to figure the art of releasing. She was able to let it go and let God do something amazing. And I encourage you today, let God work in your life because he has an amazing plan.